Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is me and Gianna. I prefer to... I prefer to speak for Gianna because mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the masculine manly one in this relationship. And I love it. I'm the submissive little <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I've said this on here before, but like I'm gonna say it again. So my apologies if you've heard this story because I can never remember what I already talked about. People, when like when solicitors call me, they still call me Mrs. Wish. Or like when I call, when I call to like, like ask about insurance or like Mrs. Wish, let me just, just take a moment, Mrs. Wish, and put you on hold. I don't think you talked about that. Oh, really? I'm just like, okay. I mean, I don't think I sound like a woman, but I guess I do. I think you also get yes ma'amed a lot. A yes ma'amed all the time. They don't know what to do with me when we're in Nicaragua. They're like, like, oh, I don't know. They're like, I don't know who that is. Wait, can you tell the story when you walked on the plane and then everyone else? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We literally got off. Like, I don't speak Spanish well. I like to think I do, but I wait, wait, wait. Anyone who's listened to the bonus episode heard your Spanish. We know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't speak it. It's not good. But like, we were getting, we got off in Costa Rica to cross the border into Nicaragua and they're saying, hola, hola, hola to everyone. (laughs) <laughs> that gets off the plane and they see me and they go hi <laughs> I'm like is it that obvious that I'm a little queer American look at me I'm just a little queer baby American <laughs> you are um this is reminding me of when we so for those of you who don't know Bradshaw and I run a teacher mentorship program and it has 15 hours of recorded content and you could go at your own pace I won't get into that but you should check it out but when we were recording that Every time you introduced for like every video, it didn't matter if it was like a two minute video, you had to go on a wild tangent and make up facts about me or like tell a story. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'd be like, and uh, Gianna's going to do the next lecture, but Gianna in high school played the lead role in Stomp on Broadway, where she received a Tony nomination, but unfortunately did not win because that year Wicked, the musical with Adina Menzel, was yeah. also on Broadway and she won the Tony. And Gianna's looking at me like, Why? like where? she's like, wait, you're getting paid to say this bullshit. It's crazy to me that we get paid the same, but like, I actually have to like, like hold hold the space and create content you're saying that i don't i don't hold space you do no. yeah exactly <laughs> but i'm very very rude very in terms rude. of t- of training you get very easily sidetracked oh my god well it's re- i'll be real it's so hard for me online it's so hard and mm-hmm. i bet a lot of people can relate like when i see like as you know like when you go to church <laughs> here we are death in church you know when you went to church and like I didn't have a bad church experience I really didn't but Mm -hmm. like you would I would yeah I would go into church and automatically want to fall asleep like it it was like it was like taking a Xanax when you walked in there because I would just like I would I would literally see the altar and I'm like oh god I'm I I would see the bible and be like um my eyes would start rolling in the back of my head because it would just make me so tired (laughs) 
Well, we've talked about this before. It's called ADD. BD, you know, ADD, you know me. We're a happy family with an ADD and an OCD. <laughs> oh okay, this is so wait, stupid. But you know wait. what? Well, you know what? All of this to say, like holding space, that's what we're talking about. Holding space. That's not that's, what we're talking about today. Well, well it's hold- part of it, I guess. Yeah, holding space and oh wow, you guys can't see this, but Bracha's literally doing like a supta paschimottanasana. Wait, wait, wait. Laying down, aside, aside, aside. D. Look at how hyperextended my knee is. Yeah, I didn't know you could hyperextend like that. Okay, now I'm getting sidetracked. So holding space is a perfect segue to today's topic. What are we talking about, Bradshaw? We're talking about things that inspire us in a yoga teacher. And Gian and I were actually talking about this before. And I actually think this is a very good segue into your segue, which is holding space, incorporate like good teachers that are good at holding space are able to fill the room. This may sound weird. Fill the room with a lot of silence and hold mm. that space without trying to fill the space with words. Yeah, he was really getting getting to point one right away. Well, I think that that's a good <laughs> point. I think that like it's really hard as a new teacher. Uh, I thought it was really hard as a new teacher. I know a lot of new teachers. This is the um, what they tell me. It's like it's really hard to just not say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still struggle with that in vinyasa. I don't. Not, not so much in. um. <laughs> When I teach restorative, I'm such a bitch. I'm like, I don't. I know. I'm ignoring you. Not when I teach yin and restorative, it's very easy for me to be silent and just like get comfortable with that. Sometimes in vinyasa, I, I like understand the challenge of a new teacher. And still to this day, like if I'm teaching something really technical, I will catch myself being like, just shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but just to like, We'll get into this a little bit more, but we were, Bradshaw and I were inspired to talk about this subject because there's just, there's so many little things yoga teachers can do that I think sometimes go overlooked, but they create like such big um, changes in the experience of a class. So we really want to kind of detail a bunch of those things. And the first one Bradshaw mentioned is allowing moments for silence in your classes is a great way to hold space. And we love to see that in yoga classes. Yeah. I I think that like you're leading an experience and then you also have to recognize that people are having their own experience. Mm -hmm. They are having an own experience of the experience that you're leading. And so within their experience, a lot of people are just so consumed with listening to other people or trying to consume you know, information throughout their day that in a yoga class, being in a posture, not hearing anything is just so atypical to what we experience Mm -hmm. and uh, such a huge benefit. Yeah, I agree with you totally. And I think something that silence does for the students is it allows them to have their own internal experience where they're developing and strengthening the connection they have to their own bodies and their own practice and their own practice. Yeah. And I think this, this kind of gets a little bit tangenty, but like sometimes when in those moments of silence, say you're like holding a yoga pose and it's, and you're feeling like you need to say something, you're intimidated to just be silent. The thing that you can think of is that when you create these spaces of silence, you're actually allowing 
students to feel what they're feeling on their own. For example, I know some in some long holds, teachers might be tempted to say things like, feel the stretch in your side body. Like I kind of stay away from things like that. Cause what if someone doesn't feel that stretch in their side body, just allow them to have their awareness kind of scan without kind of dictating what they should be feeling. So I think that leads to point two. I really like when language is open enough where it doesn't make students feel like they're doing something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's how could I say that? How can we say that differently? Well, that you're not looking to say, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, like, don't do this. You're like saying you try to change it in more positive language, I think. Well, that's two different points. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) Screaming at me. But Bradshaw knows that that is really one of my favorite things. Like I like to speak in positive languages. I don't like when when and and right now I'm speaking in a negative when I'm saying this. But to go back to the original, we'll get to the other one. Like you want to help students create autonomy in their body. That's what I'm saying. So in order to foster autonomy, it is language that is open, like bring your awareness to your side body or scan, you know, keeping your cues open in a way where instead of telling a student that they should feel a stretch in their hamstrings when forward folding, you say something like bring your awareness to the backs of your legs so that they can kind of determine what they're feeling on their own rather than you telling them they should feel something. Cause then when you say like, you should feel a stretch here, like if someone doesn't feel that, then they feel like they're not doing it right. And then they get insecure and, you know, maybe they don't want to come back. So they're like, I'm not good at this. Mm. Mm. But the other just, point, I, you don't, you don't agree. I just don't agree with you, but, but it, which is fine. It's just fine. I like to be told like, feel this, feel that. I also teach like that often. No, that's not what I'm saying. Then yes. what are you saying? Cause I don't understand because I feel like you're, this is an attack. On, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's an attack on you. No, you can say feel into your side body without saying feel the stretch you're creating in your oh, see, I, see, I will say feel the stretch like I and, was doing a variation of pigeon where I'm like to feel that you know feel the stretch of the outer seam of your hip because sometimes if you're feeling it in a complete like I understand what you're saying which is everybody is different and you feel things differently in your body mm-hmm. uh, you know it, but like generally if you're doing something like it's like targeting one area the majority of the people should be feeling it in that area see he speaks in shoulds I, I would rather, and I, I agree with you. Like there are obviously movements that are targeting certain muscle groups. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's not true, Mm. but when you keep your language more open, that's when you're helping create that internal connection. I'm talking about like, bring your awareness to the outer seam of your hip Mm -hmm. might do the same thing. Then you should feel a stretch. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I really think you're right. Oh, now I'm right. I was wrong. As no, well. no, no. I think the way that you just, you know, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's like saying the same thing, but in a more open-ended, positive spin. You know, I think that I'm, yes. you know, I'm really good at a lot of silence. I think you're really good at curating language more than me that's open. I, seriously, that's more open. And uh, I can I can say a lot of don'ts. Mm, like, yeah, don't that's do the this. other point. I, yeah, like which I know I do and I try to be aware of. 
but I'm like, oh, you're doting again. Um, I think I, I brought that up to you because you're like, you, like, you know, when we could take the, we had a whole episode on chair pose and you're like, mm -hmm. don't tuck your tailbone in chair. Yeah. I would rather be like, keep your pelvis in its natural tilt rather yeah, than but like don't. also, but like, but then ag agreed, agreed. But I think that there are sometimes times for don'ts. And I think that that's okay. I'm not saying you don't want to be like, so don't, 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 don't. But if you say, you know, maintain the natural curvature of your pelvis, most people aren't going to know what that means. Yeah, but yeah, when you yeah. say don't tuck your tailbone, they will. Yeah. So I agree with you. There are times for don'ts, but I like it to be, <laughs> I'm going to sound like so annoying as a student. Cause I'm like, this is me as a student, not as a teacher. Like if yeah. I had it, if I had a teacher, like don't meet a death, I feel like I'm in trouble or like that mm -hmm. I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I have to also think that that's something that's beyond your yoga gonna, practice like, and something that you should work on in therapy. But I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> it's true. I knew you were going to say that. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that, but I'm just yeah. saying it is way more friendly and inviting to be like, you're not tucking your, your tailbone, like say the positive first yeah, yeah, yeah. and then say the other thing. Second. I totally, I totally agree with you. I think that I'm also just being, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, yeah, which I think is good. I think that is good because Bradshaw and I, we, we, we come from, we've done a training together. We work together, but we're also really different. And I think it's important that you have differences and sure. can kind of like grow and learn from each other and be like, nah, that's not for me. And that's okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of did three points. We said that we love silence. <laughs> we, we like when you help students create autonomy by just allowing them to have their own internal experience. And then we like positive language. Yeah. And another thing for me that's popping up is, uh, oh God, I just don't like this term because it's so overused, but authenticity, mm -hmm. uh, like, a, like a sense of where I can really like, like I like, I don't, when, when I, a yoga teacher is outside of the studio and then mm -hmm. comes into the studio and talks in a different way, like they have a different oh, voice yeah. that like yeah. irks me. Like I, like, I like the, I like the, you're putting on a different hat, you know, you're mm -hmm. not the same person as your walk, but you're, you know, you're, you're more of an authoritative figure, you know, you're lead, you're a leader in yeah. that space. But I think that like, you don't need to change who you are. I agree. Yeah. It, it's really important to me that a teacher shows up fully in their, their individuality. And it's mm -hmm. not like, I don't want to feel phoniness. No, 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 no. You know, And I think that that's very, very easy to read. I'm just thinking of a couple of teachers that do this really well. I think Margot is a really good example who we had on the podcast kind of shows up and she is who she is in and out of the space. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, of course, Jason's very good because Jason's very serious, but he's also quirky and has a funny sense of humor. Um, yeah. And that doesn't, but and, and like occasionally you'll see that come through in his classes, which I always find enjoyable. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple other teachers that really have that. Um, You're that, like that. Yeah, but I didn't want to bring it myself. <laughs> oh, wow. Shocking. I thought you'd be like, I do this really yeah, well. Yeah, you're like, this I'm is actually so something I do this. really well. I do this really well, but don't tuck your tailbone. <laughs> uh, and I think when we spoke to Jack, we actually talked about this a little bit of like how to let your own 
personality shine through and really just hone in on, on bringing that into your classes, whether it's, you know, a sense of humor or anything else that makes you unique. Um, unique? <laughs> what's that? that? that what's that from? It's from Alien Superstar from Beyonce. Oh, yeah. You love yeah. Beyonce. I, I I always have loved Beyonce. I mean, like I've always loved Beyonce, but I've recently with Renaissance have um, become part of the beehive where if she was walking down the street, I would I would probably faint. I'd probably die. <laughs> I'd probably if I saw her, I would fucking die. Would you die? Would you freak out or no? You no. probably wouldn't. I feel like if you saw her, you'd be like, oh, there's Beyonce. And then you yeah, just I'd be keep like, walking. oh, Beyonce, she's a Virgo, too. <laughs> this is literally Gianna in its finest. Gianna could literally meet President Obama. She'd be like, hey, President Obama, I liked your presidency for eight years. I liked- I'm going to go to Thailand tonight. You know, like. <laughs> so stupid. I feel like, you know, what's really weird. And this is like fucked up that I think like this, but. I was literally riding my bike, bike in the city <laughs> yesterday okay. from home, coming home from Zen. And I was like, I think President Obama would like me. Oh, my God. I literally like <laughs> had this whole entire like, what if I saw him on the street? I feel like he would like me. I think he would like me. <laughs> when you laugh, what? it I've noticed in recordings when you laughed, it doesn't come through the recording. So you have to say that again. You think he would uh, like you and what? Oh. I think he think I think Obama would think I was cool. Yeah, I think so like too. I feel like if Obama was just like, hey, Michelle and I want you to like to me, if <laughs> to me, that's not crazy like that could to me. I'm honestly like that could happen to me. Wait, what if you became Obama's yoga teacher? Then I would never teach public classes ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would just be at the Obama because I, I think that right now, con- considering my fame, I need circuit service and that would just be mm. worth it to me. You know that I actually have been a private yoga instructor for a famous person before. Oh yeah, that um that uh that should we name player. drop this? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's her name? Naomi Osaka. I was her yoga oh, teacher yeah. for like a year or a year and a half before she won the U.S. Open. So she. Oh my god! And then she won, and then I like felt really I, like it was such a weird when she won. I felt like bad that she won. I felt bad for her that she. I feel like she felt bad that she won. Didn't you yeah, feel that way? It was yeah, really it was, awkward. It was really awkward. It was because the whole thing with Serena. Was like, so but that yeah. to, to me personally, that moment symbolizes when I was no longer a yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> she became too famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she seems like a very normal person. Um, and yeah. I bet she'd be great at teaching yoga. So let's get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> okay. We were talking about authenticity. And so, uh, oh, I, yeah. And phoniness. And can yeah, I, I say what, one thing about this? Like for me, I, yeah, the changing of the voice is something that seems inauthentic, but also I think when things seem I'm just going to say this. I don't know how to word it. Like too, like too, there's like too much appropriation happening. That kind of mm-hmm. makes things feel inauthentic to me. I'm like, this is a little bit off-putting. That's literally, and I know that you're, you feel differently. And I know that I also am very aware this is also my judgments and my bias. Um, but like when I went to San Francisco, I felt like that. It felt a lot of the studio spaces that we went it felt very awkward to me personally because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, here's this 22 year old chanting in Lou. I just, I just didn't, I, 
it's very hard for me to get past that. Yeah, I think there what are you're some not people saying who... is like a white person, like a 22 year old <laughs> white person. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I'm like, OK, so this 22 year old white girl is t- talking to me about forgiveness. Go fuck yourself. Like, I just can't. Well, uh, it, that's different. Talking like having no, a Dharma talk about forgiveness is different than cultural appropriation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you are right. You're definitely right. But let me just I'm going to be real with okay, you. Okay, So now you're having like a side point. You also just don't want life lessons from someone who's no, I, who obviously hasn't. I mean, I don't know what their life is. I can't judge their life. Yeah, but like, you're judging. Like I, yeah, you're judging. whatever. I can be judgmental. Sometimes it's fine. Yeah, that's it. We're, it's your human nature. I'm a human. I'm a human being. I mean, it's human nature. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if, I think for me, just like the, I just wanted to make a point about cultural appropriation kind of taking away from authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind an ohm. I don't mind a namaste, even though these are loaded topics we can really talk about like for an hour. But I think like, like harmonium playing and chanting to deities that are not from your cultural upbringing for me adds a layer of like, hmm. And that's all I'm going to say. It's like, hmm, I don't know if this is the most authentic thing I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I, sure. so if that is your thing, if you're listening to this and if that is your thing, I would just say, kind of like look into that question it, like try to own aspects of it that you want to own. And if there's things that you're like, hmm, maybe they're right kind of sit with that i don't know i'll uh very good we're moving on um so <laughs> the <laughs> so we no, added but, the, no. the authenticity and uh yeah what uh, else we added all oh no i was gonna say something else i really like is when teachers are confident in what they know and confident in what they don't know mm-hmm. yeah like so, the like, ability to be like yeah i'm not this isn't i'm not sure but i don't know exactly it, i'm not sure yeah. exactly like, like i agree um, like I know, I know a lot about this and I don't know a lot about this. And mm-hmm. this is what you're asking me is outside of what I know. Yeah. Um, for, for example, um, someone let's say, and this happens, I feel like a lot, it's probably happened a lot to you, Gianna is like people are like, I have a really sharp pain in the front of my shoulder. What's yeah. in my scope is we can troubleshoot it to maybe do some different variations. Let's say of chaturanga that feels better, but I have no idea what's going on in your shoulder. Yeah, because exactly. I don't have the skill set to know what's going on in your shoulder. Uh, and so that's when you be like, hey, you know, as a good yoga teacher, you should say, you know what? Um, I'm not sure, but I think looking into your insurance and looking for a good physical therapist would probably be the best bet. Yeah, I'm always like, so have you seen a doctor? And yeah, literally. what did they say? <laughs> like, yeah, you I were smiling help- at me. What were you smiling about? I know you so well. What were you thinking? Because I know you were oh, thinking something. I was thinking about this teacher at Equinox. Um, <laughs> Who broke my shoulder. No, 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 no. No, obviously we don't name names and no one will know which Equinox I'm talking about. But there's this teacher I remember. I've, I've taken her class a couple of times before class. She literally goes up to every single person in the room and asks how they're feeling physically and if there's anything going on in their bodies that needs special attention. And I swear to you, I I just mentioned, cause I have like hip stuff going on. I'm like, oh, like I can't really 
I have a strained for all of you listening. If you want to know about my body, I, I strained my glute glute meads on both sides. So I abduction and external rotation is really hard for me right now. Um, but yeah, then it got really prescriptive and she did this to all 20 people in the room. And I was like, how in the world is she first of all, going to remember all these things? And like, why? Cause generally you just like, if someone tells me about an injury, I'm kind of like, well, if something hurts, start to back off. That's almost always the answer to everything. Did I go yeah. to, you shouldn't have asked me what I was thinking because <laughs> this is a whole other tangent. No, no, no. I got it. No, I totally agree. And I kind of, but like, I thought I like, it was, I usually of... go off on tangents. So like when you do, but isn't, isn't that like a very unique thing? I've never yeah, seen that's a teacher very... go to every single student and kind of be like, Hey, welcome. What's no. going on in your body today? Well, oh. it would be different if you're like okay like how's everyone feeling i got some shoulder stuff my hips and there's like five people in the room you're like oh we can do some shoulder opening and some hip opening but that's that's fine mm-hmm. but like when you're asking 20 people individually what hurts in their bodies it's like girl you do not have enough time yeah or but, i mean unless she's a physical therapist i don't know her background but, but like, when she if she is a physical therapist keep that for the physical therapist office this goes yes. back to like staying within yeah, your yeah. scope but also the original point you made was um being able to say what you know and say what you don't know. Cause if someone's like, mm-hmm. I've got this crazy pain down my leg and it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm like, Hmm, it could be sciatica yeah. or Hmm, it could be a side joint dysfunction or I'm, like, I'm just I, a yoga I, teacher. Exactly. Or like what I, I have to say this to a lot of my teachers, my business partner, Gianna bit the inside of my legs. So in a wide legged forward fold, you may see some, um, some lip marks. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm actually confused. Literally. Uh, oh. Wait, how about this story that's actually true? Because he just made that up. But my business partner took my leg and threw it over my head and re-injured my hamstring. <laughs> true story. That did that did happen. Oh, Gianna, what was it? There was something I like really wanted to say. Oh, oh, oh. And this is more on a serious note, but something I really like from a teacher and this relates to scope, which is it's very, very sweet and touching. And I mean this with all with all sincerity when people come up and they say, I'm having a really hard time. You know, mm-hmm. I am really having a hard time mentally. I'm feeling very depressed. I have a lot of anxiety. Uh, we get, people do come up to us and tell us that kind of stuff. I have a lot going on with my partner or a lot of sickness or whatever it may be. And I think as teachers, we can hold space and at the same time be like, hey, I think it's really good for yoga teachers to have references of where they may be able to send people. So for example, I'm in a therapist. I really love Mm -hmm. my therapist and I like the uh, group of therapists she works with. So I said, you know, I don't know what kind of insurance you have, but I've had really good experiences with this therapy office. Do you, uh, do you want me to send you their information? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's something that's really good because we are in the health and wellness field. And so these things, a lot of things that we cannot help with pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then what are we supposed to do with these people that are kind of maybe a little lost in terms of where to go? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is like referring people elsewhere. So like within yes. staying in your scope, it's, you do like if it, if, when a teacher doesn't have that expertise, they refer you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I'm feeling really tight here and yoga didn't help. Well, I know a great massage therapist. Their name is blah, blah, blah. And here's their information, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And you don't have to be this resource for everybody. Mm. It's okay to not, but like you find that helpful. Um, kind of along this, this like line of thinking, I really like when a yoga teacher really sees you, you know, like, like they are looking at you in the room. They are cueing to the things that they're seeing. They're kind of taking all the information in and you can see them kind of cueing to that in the class. And I think in order to really see your students, you have to actually look at them. (laughs) So like a, like a side point to this is like, I, I really like when teachers walk around the room and observe, it distracts me to have a teacher doing their own practice while teaching. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, related to that well, kind of related well, well but... let's keep on that one can okay fine 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 <laughs> um do you know what i mean though like do yeah you, you can talk about it i yeah i agree with you but i think you should talk about it okay um where i am right now in the world a popular class format that i've been seeing in this area is called follow the yogi and I really don't like that. It's like I follow- also don't like the term yogi, but that's whatever. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, like the template of this class is like the yoga teacher does the class at the front of the room and everyone else just kind of follows along. Like if I go to a yoga class, I want to be seen. I want to have cues. Like tailored. literally be seen, like not metaf- like literally be seen. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I would just practice at home if I were going to. Yeah, of you know. course. It's so weird. Yeah. John, Gianna. Okay. Me, okay. I'm sorry. What? I like, I know you may want to tell this funny story at some point, but it like relates to the. Do you want to tell my funny story for me? You can. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Gianna literally messaged me and she's like, or called me and she's like, I've seen more genitalia oh. from teachers than I have seen in my personal life. <laughs> Yeah, I did send him that text message. Literally, Tiana. That's a whole other. That's a whole testicles, breasts, labias, and everything in between. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm triggered by this experience. So I, it's been a journey. Let's just say that. I just can't like. Oh, it's so funny to me. I mean, these are also Gianna's not like if you're going to a naked yoga class, by all means, baby, get it. You're naked. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think what I'll say about that, a lot of the studios are hot yoga. So people will wear like short shorts and things that like I just don't see as much or I didn't see as much in San Francisco or Chicago. And there are a lot of wardrobe malfunctions. And I it's as a student, it's made me uncomfortable. Actually, it's really yeah, taken yeah, yeah. away from my but like serious, not like joke. Like that, no, no, that's yeah, like a seriously serious. uncomfortable. Like I, yeah. I, like I sent you like a like that phrasing it that way in the text message to you is funny, but in the moment, like I actually felt severely uncomfortable and like it wasn't a warm, welcoming environment when I'm like trying to not look at my teacher because I can see parts of their body I shouldn't be seeing. Yeah. Okay. That's, 
I'm sorry if that was. This like is literally this is, a, this is a tangent. This is literally a tangent episode. A tangent, a tangent of all tangents. Well, do you remember the point you were gonna make before? Because I think we could kind of. Oh yeah. Um. What was the point I was gonna make before? Think really hard. Okay, I'm really thinking. There was one more point <laughs> I wanted to make. Um. Well, I could add in a another thing things I like to see in a yoga teacher is that they are I like when when teachers like think outside the box like I like when they're critical thinkers I like Mm -hmm. when they are able to you know question tradition in a way where like you know yeah it's respectful but it's also like just because we've been doing something this way forever, maybe let's try it this way. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I like things like that, like open. So like a teacher keeping an open mind and not seeing things so black and white. Yeah. And I think teachers that could admit that like when they used to teach something one way, but maybe they've changed it, they can like mm-hmm. kind of e- explain and admit that like, oh, I do it this way now. I think that's a really, really admirable quality in a teacher. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we wanted to share this with all of you because we want to make sure that you do all of these things. And if you don't do all these things, remember (laughs) you're a horrible teacher, you're worthless. You'll get no clients and no classes and your career is over. So no, he's totally, totally lying. Okay. Here's the thing. I say stuff like that. Like, could it, could they think I'm serious? I probably not, but I always like to make sure that I put it in there. Yeah. Maybe I'm just really good at sarcasm or really bad at You're it. You're really good at sarcasm. Okay. Are you ready? Cancel, explore, commit. Okay. You want to play this game? Cancel, explore, commit. So cancel is like kill. Explore is like fuck. Mary. <laughs> Mary. Cancels commit. Kill. Commit is married. Commit is married. And commit is married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We got okay. cancel, explore, commit. Bradshaw, let's so, hear it. Okay. Okay. Cancel, explore, commit to a long shavasana. Mm. A long hold. Mm-hmm. A short warm up. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to marry a long Shavasana. I'm going to commit to a long Shavasana. I'm going to explore a, um, what was the second long, thing you said? A long hold. hold. And I'm, I'm canceling a I'm short one. Cancel up. the short. Are you, yeah, are you, it's pretty easy, I guess. Are you going to agree with me? I'm gonna, on yeah, I'm going to cancel them all. I'm going to cancel them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I love that game. I have a funny story and I don't want to forget it because I literally keep forgetting. So there's a girl that comes to my class who comes to my class all the time. Uh-huh. Shout out. What's her name? She's listening. She'll know it's her. <laughs> um, she's amazing. But uh, she was in child's pose. And uh, we have like, I've known her for years. So like sometimes I'll like jokingly go up to her and be like, you need to drink more water, you know, or something like that. Just and a, ran- she was or just a random pose. piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something stupid. You know me. And so I went over and she didn't know I was there. And I was like, hey, and she literally got so startled. There were 30 people in the class. She heard that I was next to her and goes out loud. Wait, what did she do out loud? Your your mic cut off. She screamed. She She screamed. (laughs) So you actually. And then we were. Yeah, I literally startled her. I literally scared my students. 
that is hilarious. Muy interesante. Okay. So I feel like I have, I actually, you know, I have this running list of funny stories, but because we talked about, <laughs> because we talked about genitals, <laughs> I'm going to tell this story today. I like when you talk about genitals because I feel like you're committed to it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm canceling genitals, but anyway. Um, okay. I'm here to cancel. Hey guys, I'm here in this episode to tell everyone we're canceling genitals. Did you ever think that there would exist a yoga podcast that Kurt talking about genitals? Yeah, where we're the host curse and talk about genitals. Unfortunately, it seems that the government is obsessed with genitals, which is so stupid. True. You want to talk about politics for another hour? <laughs> for another 10 minutes? No. Um, okay, so here's my story. And I feel like some of you out there might have had this experience. But actually, not too, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I was teaching. And you know those days where you just like wake up with cramps and you're like, okay, today is gonna be the day where I get my period. Um, that was that was like how I was feeling when I went in to go teach, but whatever, go and do my job. And I'm like walking around the room, teaching, staring at the students. And then there was that moment where I just knew while teaching, I had gotten my period and I was, I got my period and I was like teaching. I was unprepared. I was like, oh my God, what the F do I do? How do you know you got it? <laughs> Seriously, no. I don't have a period. I don't want to answer this question. No, like, no. Do you just like start bleeding down your legs? Yeah. Well, you just start bleeding. It's not necessarily down your legs, but you. But are you like, oh, there's a lot of blood down there. Is that like a feeling? Yeah, it's just a feeling you get where like, okay, blood just came out of me. <laughs> I can't believe. Should I edit this out? No, no, no. I mean, I'm no, I just like, I, like, here's the thing, everyone listening. And this is true. I'm not someone who like doesn't know what a vagina look like. Vagina looks like. I'm not one of those gays. <laughs> I know where clitoris is. I know what a vagina oh looks like. No, Gianna, seriously, because people are like, you don't, you probably think vaginas are disgusting. I never, I'm, I hate when gay men said that. I think that's really, really rude, honestly. <laughs> and, um, but I don't know a lot. Like I've never had a girlfriend. And like, sometimes I forget that people can get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's a whole, a whole <laughs> I do. People are like, people are like, oh, I got pregnant. I'm like, how? <laughs> Where do you think you came from? Oh, Tito. Um, no, but that was that was a really it was kind of like a a scary moment while teaching, but also kind of hilarious. I'm like, all right, I guess I just have to. Were you like, hey, everyone, I just want you to know I have my moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not talk about my I'm moon cycle. I'm actually dying. <laughs> well, it's my moon cycle. Okay, but I actually was telling this to like I'm one of my best myself. I told this to like one of my best girlfriends and she was like, that's happened to me before. She's like, what did you do? And I was like, I put them in a child's pose and like ran and got something really quick. I had to. Wow. I was like, I was like child's pose everyone. And then I had to like, can you imagine it? Can you imagine if you were like uh child's pose everyone? I would like everyone to know that I started my period and I need five minutes. <laughs> Are you guys still listening to this? Are you guys? I feel like we are unhinged today. 
hundred percent, a hundred percent. Watch us be like the best episode. I'm like, oh, well, we talked about period blood. Yeah, that one went really well. <laughs> okay, I have to go. I have we, to go. Okay, this is the last thing we're going to talk about. It's Nicaragua because oh, we're, we're almost sold out. Yeah, we're half sold out. We've got two rooms left. One room sleeps two people. So that's the room I would try to snag up. The other room is the dorm room with bunk beds. So it is great still, but it is definitely a shared space. So if you want to come to Nicaragua, we have some spots left. So if you want to come to Nicaragua, early bird pricing through June 1st. And then the last little thing we want to remind you that is, is that you should rate review and subscribe. We haven't gotten a review in like a couple of weeks and we, we want good reviews. Yeah. We don't want bad ones. We only want good ones. Yeah. That's all. Thank you guys for listening. Now Bradshaw could be annoying and go wherever he has to go. We love you everyone. Go to therapy. Bye. Bye. Don't speak. I know just what you're feeling. And I can't stop explaining. Don't tell my girls and hers. Oh, no. You, you actually look, <laughs> I started singing. You look so uncomfortable. Well, I was just trying to hold back from, from joining you. <laughs>